Jesus, Prince of Peace, Glory, Alleluia. When times get tough and things get difficult, probably the most important questions which people automatically turn to are, who's in charge? And what's the plan? We like to find out who's going to fix things, who's going to be the leader, who's going to direct all this into something better. And sometimes our plan for who's in charge and, and what's the plan works for a while. But when you look at our situation, where we stand under God and with the curse of sin, there's only one king we can turn to who could be in charge and whose plan will save. And that's what we see as we look at Jesus and him beginning to fulfill the final part of his plan as we read from Matthew chapter 21. And the people identify who's in charge. He begins to make known his plan. You know, the, the people of Israel long wanted this. They, they wanted someone to be in charge. Not God, of course. Uh, they, they had God in charge, but way back, centuries before, these halls that Jesus and his disciples walked were, were ruled by kings because the people of Israel demanded a king. I think we're familiar with how people look for rulers that might guide and might bring prosperity. Well, the people of Israel had that same political atmosphere as they saw the nations around them and they, they said, we want a king. Like all the nations around us have a king. We want to be like them and we want to have a powerful ruler who will fight for us. Basically, they were saying, we want someone to be in charge. We want to follow his plan. And this, of course, upset the prophet Samuel as he recognized they were turning aside from God being in charge and, and God's plan, but he gave them a king. And what we see is probably what we're familiar with. Didn't matter who was in charge. Didn't matter what their plan was. Didn't fix things. You know, people today might be looking for a king, a type of ruler, or a president, or a governor, somebody that will be in charge, that will carry out what they think is a good plan. And that's fine. It might help them for a while. Maybe they'll get some temporary assistance. Maybe they'll feel a little bit more secure. But the people of Israel learned they need someone greater than any of the king that they could appoint or find. And for centuries, they struggled to find and to wait for a king. And God promised, he promised them and he, he promised this world he would send someone who would be in charge and who would send a king. Still today, you probably know people who are looking for someone to be in charge of their life, to fix all the troubles, and who will have a good plan for them. And you see how they'll turn to various places, to, to their doctors, who maybe can give them a, a regime that will help. Or maybe they'll turn to some politician and they'll think if they're in charge, things will just get better. But it won't. Not what we need. And maybe sometimes we recognize that there's times where we think if, if we're in charge and we follow our plan, things will get better. But there's a problem. We can't fix the curse, whether we are in charge or whether some other great ruler is in charge, our enemy is far greater than we can handle. Our enemy, the devil, led us astray. Our enemy has us enslaved and by nature we are doomed to death, slavery to sin, and conquered by him 
we deserve to join with him as the punishment of God's enemies. But on this day, finally, somebody got it right. We see the crowd gathering as, as they've been hearing about this man. This one who, as they call him, the prophet from Nazareth. And Nazareth perhaps is so small they even have to specify Nazareth and Galilee. That man, he's the one. The whole city of Jerusalem began to be stirred up. It says there was this great stirring and uproar because of this man coming in. And those who knew him, who had heard about him, even including two who had just been healed of blindness, were following him. And as they followed, it says he had a plan. But as you look at this man who they pretend like he's in charge, he doesn't act like he's in charge. He comes in in such a lowly way. Jesus' plan is this. He says, Go to the city ahead of you. You'll find a donkey there, tied there with its colt. Untie them and bring them to me. And sure, he has a plan. He knows all things. Whether because he had arranged this ahead of time or because of his divine foreknowledge, he knows this plan will work. But then we see this lowly plan to enter the city on a colt is something that he is filling out because he's in charge of history. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. You see, this king has a plan that was written down in prophecy, a plan that he is going to carry out. The prophecy says, Say, daughter Zion, see, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the fold of a donkey. He's showing he's in charge by fulfilling prophecy which shows him as this type of a king, a king who finally comes to his people. They could not obtain or find such a king, so he came to them. The king, the king they had long before rejected, came down and the Son of God took on human flesh to come to his people. And there as he came fulfilling prophecy, this was his plan. Do you ever think of such a plan? He comes to you gentle. The word here is very different from the word you'll find for when we make ourselves in charge or when we look to other powerful figures to be in charge. The word really basically means unassuming, humble, gentle. Your king comes to you unassuming, lowly, and humble, gentle. That's the one who's in charge? Well, as he comes, the crowd declares him to be in charge Jesus rides towards the city, and while others put their cloaks on the road, some cut down branches of palms and threw them in his path. And this was a way of declaring him to be the king, the coming one, the one who had been prophesied. And they said, Hosanna to the son of David. And this crowd got it right. As they spoke of the psalm, Psalm 118, that this is the one who has promised to come, the king of the line of David. Hosanna! declaring praise to the king. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is the one prophesied. Hosanna in the highest heaven. You know, if you read in Matthew's gospel, he hasn't been really called a king since the Magi came to visit him when he was a young infant. But now, he is once again declared king as he comes in lowliness. And then the crowd that's stirred up in Jerusalem asks, who is this? And the crowds of Jesus answered, pointing to the one who is in charge. This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. 
Only could they have guessed his plan, a plan to come in gentleness and in lowliness, a plan that was so lowly you would never see it carried out by anyone else, a leader, a ruler, a king, the highest king, lowering himself, and a king who would, yes, fight for his people. He would come not to demand that you carry out something. He would come not so you would bolster him up and lift him up by carrying out his requirements. He came to people who had broken his laws. He came to a people who were condemned, a people who were lost, and a people who were going to die. And this king came to them, gentle, bringing salvation, by himself fighting their battle. Marvel at today what we celebrate, that we know what this crowd proclaimed. Jesus is the one who is in charge. And his plan was to lower himself, to set aside all his authority and his power so he could go forward to the cross. And as we sing in that hymn, his cross would be his throne as he was lifted up in glory. And the plan for this king is something we rejoice in. And we can join with that throng, rejoicing that we have a king who came in lowliness and his plan is to save us by himself taking away the curse and suffering for us in our place. Later on, Matthew records the children. You know, children do this, right? The children are echoing what they heard during the parade. They're shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. That's the echo that continues to this day. As you, throughout your life, Proclaim Jesus as your king, the one who is in charge. And then the world begins to marvel that you describe his plan as one like any other. You describe him as the one who lowers himself. You know, I, I found it interesting looking at a, a video that has tens of millions of views describing the warfare that happened 200 plus years ago in the large warships. And it had the, the ships that had about 800 people and hundreds of cannons that were fired. And those crew members would climb up on the rafters and they would risk their lives. And they would sleep hanging in hammocks side by side by side next to the cannons and not too far from the stores of gunpowder and probably the rats. But then it went to the, the captain's quarters. And the captain, or the admiral sometimes, had a vast room all to himself where he could enjoy luxury with his own chef on the side room and his own second-hand man to make sure things went well. And then they went on to show you that the captain stayed in charge by the torture instruments that were not too far from his cabin where they were put on display that if any of the crew members stepped out of line, the admiral or the captain would punish them severely to keep order. You were on one of those ships. You knew who was in charge. And you know what the plan was? Not our king. He puts himself beneath his own people. And he lifts us up. He gives us the promise of the, the vastness and richness of paradise and heaven because he himself fought the battle that we could not fight. He's the one. He is our king. And that's the reason we join with those children, with the, the crowds, and with all of God's saints until we're in heaven and we hold those palm branches with all of God's people shouting Hosanna, Hosanna to the king and praising him for his glorious plan. Amen.
Let us praise the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. King of kings and Lord of lords, glory, alleluia. King of kings and Lord of lords, glory, alleluia. Jesus, Prince of peace, glory, alleluia. Jesus, Prince of peace, glory, Jesus, Prince of Peace, glory.